It is the word of God. I want you to realize that. Maybe I, I don't talk about it enough. I take it for granted. But I want you to realize where you are. You're in a church that believes in the word of God. Amen. Believes that the word of God, this Bible, this book, our King James Bible, is inspired, preserved, in that in, in, infallible word of God. Amen. That God is able and has preserved his word through every generation like he's promised in his, in his word. He promised that every word of God shall be preserved to all generations. He, he said that his word is alive and that his word is powerful. He said that his word is true and pure and sure. He said that his word is eternal. Jesus said heaven will pass away and the earth will pass away. My word will never pass away. Amen. And so I want all of us to make sure you have a Bible and make sure you read it. If I could get one message, especially on Christmas, across the earth, the universe, across the world, to every human being on the planet, it would be read your Bible. Because in it contains everything you ever need to know. What good is a sermon? What good is a message? What good is an invitation? What good is anything when you have the whole complete counsel of God? The what, where, why, when, and how, it's all there. Amen. And so please, I'm going to encourage you, nothing's going to change in your life until you make a vow to God. Especially now, it's at the end of the year. Make a vow. Don't be afraid. Make a vow. Say, Lord, I promise to read your word every day. I don't care how much you read. I don't care, what, what, I don't care if it's three verses or a chapter or ten chapters. I don't care. But read. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Give us this day our daily bread. You can't live without it. So what good is coming to church if you're not reading your Bible? Anton and I, we've had many discussions. And, and, and I think Tony, even just right after the Sunday school message, he was like, I was just reading this. And I wrote this. And then you said this. And he, it's excitement. Anton would say, I'd be reading this. And i come in and you said this. And that's what happens. You should be at home reading this and this and then come in here and let God speak to you through the, through the word and through the preacher and then exactly what you were just talking about or reading and you get all excited and you get fired up for God. You're like, woo! That's what happens. The reason you don't get fired up, Congress, is you're not reading your Bible. You have no real purpose, amen? Take your Bibles, please, and open the Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 1 and chapter 2. It's great to be in the house of God today. I want to read, read with you. We're going to do a lot of reading today, but it shouldn't take long because it's not long. But we're going to read Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to verse 27. And then after that, we're going to read Colossians 2, verse 1 to 10. But I want you to realize that this book is the most, this chapter, this book is the most powerful, powerful words I've ever heard in the Bible. It's incredible. And, and as I read it and as God speaks to me, I see Christmas. And I never really saw Christmas before, Bob. And I'm like, I see the Word of God made flesh, lying in that manger. But I just want you to think about this as we start to read. Are you all there? Colossians chapter 1. Like I said, if you need a Bible, I'll get one for you. Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 9. We read this. It says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And that's, He's telling us we need spiritual understanding. We need knowledge. Do you agree? Amen. So if you agree to that, say amen. amen. 
We need knowledge, amen? We need spiritual understanding. We have to have that. And he says in verse 10, if you get that, the reason he needs you to have that, that you might walk worthy of the Lord. And if you walk worthy of the Lord, you walk unto all pleasing. God pleases God. And look, it says, and you'll be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. The title of the message is Increasing in the Knowledge of God. Because that's what I want you to to focus in on and think about this, because all this is written for our learning, and it's written for that, that you would increase in the knowledge of God. What does it mean to the knowledge of God? Well, I'll just tell you like this. If I said uh, Steve Arnshaw over there, if I'm increasing in the knowledge of Steve, that means I'm finding out more about him. I'm finding out more about Steve. I didn't know where he grew up. I didn't know what his parents were uh, and names were. I didn't know what school he got, grades he got. I didn't know he got in a fight with, I didn't know, you know what I mean? There's so much to know about somebody. Can I get an amen? And here he's saying that you would increase in the knowledge of God. 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 See, the thing is, is I want to know God. I want to know him. I mean, literally, know God. And if God's going to allow me, a nobody, to know him, I'm in. Amen? I'm in on that. And look what it says. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might. Boy, I'll tell you right now, I want to be strengthened with all might. I don't want to be strengthened a little bit. I want to be strengthened like he said right there. All might. Amen? I don't want to be strengthened halfway. I don't want to be strengthened a quarter way. My faith is so low that when I read that, I'm like, yeah, right. How do I be strengthened with all might? I don't know, but I want it. Strengthened with all might. Look what it says. How? According to his glorious power. Oh, that's how. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, that means right, good, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. God has made us, given us the proper ability to be a partaker of the inheritance of God. All that God has created, all that he's done, all that he made, all the things that he has created with his hands, we are, going, we are being allowed by God to be, have an inheritance of all that. Amen. We're going to inherit all things through Jesus Christ. Amen. It blows my mind. Look what it says in verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Are you, have you been translated yet? I don't think some have. I think they're still living in the power of darkness, thinking that they're translated in the light. They, I see Christians and their eyes seem to be closed. They don't see. They don't hear. They don't know. They don't have the power of God. They don't have the joy. They don't have the praise. They don't have the song. They're missing something. Amen. And probably you tonight, because 99% of every Christian I ever meet feels like they're missing something. And I'll tell you right now, the power of God isn't just a little bit. It's very powerful. His glory, His glory upon you. It can be had. Don't let the devil make you think, oh, I can't really have that. Oh, yes, you can. It's when you learn the knowledge of God. The more you learn about your God, the more that knowledge is going to do something to you and enable you. I, I would like to say the scales of your eyes will fall off. I like to say that your ears will unclog. I like to say your heart will be circumcised. I like to say your spirit will be revived. And every single thing that you want 
to be in Christ, you are now able to be in Christ because something is hindering you. Something's stopping us. Eh? Isn't it true? Whether it be doubt or fear or, or, or whatever, something's hindering us from that. And that's what the knowledge of God will do. It will open up a whole new area in our lives. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who, Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and things in the earth, visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. See, what He's doing here in these Scriptures, He's allowing us, He's giving us spiritual meat, spiritual understanding. We needed to understand what He's saying because God's a spirit and when He speaks, not everybody hears. And when He speaks, not everybody understands. And when He speaks, the truth is in there, but we got to get it. we got to find it. What's He saying? What's He saying? He says those that diligently seek Him, those are the ones that He gives the answers to. And here, what He's, he's trying to tell us is the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. The not who God is. And He's starting to show us plainly who God is. The image of the invisible God. What happened that night? I was going to say under the tree, forgive me. In the manger, not under the tree. There was a present, all right, but it wasn't no Christmas tree around. What happened that night? What happened that Christmas night? That quiet. There's no lights. There's no... Towns with, with electricity earns quiet. Still, a star, angels, light, and they all proclaim something amazing has happened. Well, Jesus Christ was born. Who is he? What is he? What should we do about it? That's the knowledge of God. And the more you find out about what happened that wonderful, amazing Christmas night, the more I become like him, my eyes as big open. The more I become like all giddy and happy and excited and have the joy because I'm not like I was then. I'm like I am now. I know and learning and I'm still learning and growing and and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm learning more and more about what happened 2,000 years ago. I'm learning more and more who He is. And the more I learn of who He is, the more my faith grows. And the more my faith grows, the stronger I get. And the stronger I get, the more I please Him. And the more I please Him, the stronger I get, He has all of me. And i got every goosebump right now, every hair on my arms is standing straight up because the glory of God is here. He's now. He's inside of you. And I'll tell you right now, man, we just need to know, have the knowledge of who He is. And that's Christmas, man. Christmas. It's so exciting. What happened that night? Keep reading with me. Verse, eight, verse 17, I'll read it again. He says, and he's before all things. And, and by him, 
Please pay attention. By Him, all things consist. He created all things, and He keeps all things working properly. It says in verse 18, And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He, Jesus, might have the preeminence. Man, I, I, I tell you what, when I was reading that, Lauren, I was thinking, I, I, I could preach right on that, that he would have the preeminence. That at Christmas time, he would have the preeminence. That at Christmas time, he would have the preeminence. That at Christmas time, a baby was born. And at Christmas time, God is given. At Christmas time, how God so loved the world that he gave. At Christmas time, at Christmas time, that he, he would have the preeminence of all things. Not presents and candies and kibasi, which I like. Yeah, I can't have, I can't have Christmas without kibasi. And, and pickled eggs. That's the German Polish, Polish, Polish in me. I was going to say Polak and I stopped. That's what everybody called me when I was a kid. You Polak? You know? I love Christmas. And I love everything about it. But I didn't give him the preeminence. Come on. I want to give him the preeminence this Christmas. Preeminence. What a great word. Amen. Because I am learning more and more who he is. Keep reading with me. Look what it says. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him, that's in Jesus, should all fullness dwell. What? All the fullness of God dwelled in a baby. All the creator that he created all things and all things consist by him was born of a woman, was an infant, was a child. What child is this? Amazing. It says in verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. In what? In the body of his flesh. Through death. Why? To present you holy and unblameable and reprovable in his sight. Wait a minute. Don't, do not skip over that. He says, because that baby was born, God was manifest in the flesh. That baby was God in flesh. And it was through that flesh that he used to reconcile all flesh unto himself so that he could have the preeminence over all flesh and so that he could present all flesh unto the things in heaven. He can present us to the angels and the powers and the principalities and He can present us to all things in heaven and we would be presented to them unblameable, unreprovable, just like Him. So that not only He could have the preeminence, we would have the preeminence in heaven because we belong to Him. And He wants us to rule and reign with Him. So that every power and everything there is in the universe will see us, His church, His bride, His body as perfect and blameless. That's what that flesh did 
on Christmas morn. That's why he was born, so that he could do that. Look what it says in verse 23. If you continue in the faith. Why would you not continue in the faith? Why do people fall away? Why do people lose their faith? I'll tell you why. Because they don't have the knowledge of God. They don't have the increasing in the knowledge of who he is and what he has done. And when you have that knowledge and you're increasing into, I can't give you the knowledge. I can speak it, but you have to hear it from God. You have to see it from God. He's got to open your eyes and he's got to open your ears. He's got to let it sink down deep in your heart that you understand who he is. And it says that if you continue grounded, I'm sorry, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached unto every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. Now pay attention. Even the mystery. Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. That's us. To whom God would make known what is the riches of of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery of God. The mystery, that's what Christmas is. It's the greatest mystery ever known. Who was born? Who came to this earth? Who is he? What is he? What's he about? All the angels showed up and proclaimed it. God himself said, that's my son. Angel Gabriel told Mary that that thing that is born in you is of the Holy Ghost. We wonder that flesh, he became a human being, the creator of all things, all powers and dominions. He became a baby. A little babe, because he had flesh. And it was in that flesh that he sacrificed on the cross to pay for all flesh. Because we are flesh and bone. We are of his flesh and of his bone. We are one like a marriage. He is in us and I am in him. That's why he says the hope of glory, the great mystery that he, who is he, is in me. Is he in you? Who is he that's in you? What is he? And until you increase in that knowledge, your faith is going to be weak. You might fall away. You might not be settled and grounded in that faith. Because the more you learn of who he is, the more you will understand who you are and who he is in you and where you really are. And that increases and increases until you become strong. till you become unmovable, unblameable, unreprovable in His sight. God and what He has done that night is amazing. 
The knowledge of God, who he is, it all started, like I said, that Christmas Eve, that Christmas night. When he said he is before all things and by him all things consist. And, and when you think about increasing in the knowledge of God, isn't that why he said Emmanuel? You shall call his name Emmanuel, which can be interpreted as, say it, God is with us. Who's with us? God. Who is Jesus Christ? He's God. He's, he's the very God of all creation. By Him all things are created in heaven and earth. By Him all things consist. Who is He? He is God. That doesn't increase your faith. Nothing will. He's God. And God died on the cross. God set, uh, 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 took your sin. God paid your penalty. God paid your debt. God died and God rose again. And God came into you. And I have God in me. No one, nothing can take that from me. Do you understand? He is in me and I am in him. Amen. And my faith is increasing and increasing because I realized who that baby was. Man, that's why I like Christmas more and more. I get more excited about it. I find out more things that he did. Look at Colossians chapter 2 with me. You know, it does say to us that that little baby lying in a manger, that little child of flesh, dwelt the fullness, the fullness of God. In this knowledge, we should continue. In this knowledge, he's the fullness of God. All that God is was in that flesh. We should continue in that, grounded and settled in that truth of Christ in my flesh, for his body's sake, for his church. So I called it a mystery. The riches of the glory of this mystery, it's called, which is Christ in you. Colossians 2, you there? Look, it says in verse, we're just going to read 1 down to 10. It says, and I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. See that the full riches of assurance of understanding. Having true understanding and having full assurance is beyond any price you could ever imagine. Too many people here in this room don't have full assurance. They don't have real faith, grounded, rooted, settled, because they're still, they're still thinking about it. They're still wondering. They're still trying to figure it out. But they're not really trying hard because most people don't read their Bibles. They don't seek God. They don't have a real prayer life. So you're really not seeking God. You're just playing games. You're playing a game with eternal life. You're playing a game with God. And you're never going to win this game. Because God, you got to know who that baby was. And you got to know who that was, that man was on the cross. And you got to know what he did and what he did for you and who he is. Amen. And where he is. If you have God, that's all you need. If you have Jesus Christ, who is he? He's God. He's the creator. He's the redeemer. He's the savior. He's not just king of kings and lord of lords. He's the alpha and the omega. Do you understand who Jesus Christ is? Who that baby is? That's why we celebrate Christmas. Christ is born. Joy to the world. Amen. Who he is. That was God. Blows your mind. That's why it's a great mystery. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 2 says that their hearts might be comforted. 
being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. What? Understanding what? The acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. The acknowledgement who, who Jesus is. So you hear people say, you hear me say, you say, Jesus Christ is God means nothing to you. It's just words. It's got to be real. Let it sink down deep in your ears. Let it get down in your heart. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God. That's why it says Jesus Christ is Lord. There is none other. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There is no other. Jesus Christ is the creator of all things. And he lives in me. Does he live in you? If he does, you got something very special inside of you. Why is that not happening and doing something inside of you? Look what it says, verse 3. It says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order. And uh, look at this, the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. The steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Nailed down, solid, unmovable. Amen? My faith in Christ Jesus. Who can get you to fall away from that? Who can get you to, to not believe? Who can get you to not have faith? Who can get you to not have hope? Who can get you to not have joy? Who can get you to shake you a little bit if you have the steadfastness of the faith of Jesus Christ? Because I know who he is. Brian, he's God. He is God, the creator of all things. Stop being wishy-washy. Nail it down. That's why he says increasing in the knowledge of God. I think some of you is just, uh, yeah, he's God. And you don't get it. It's not registering. It's definitely not registering in here. I want you to keep reading with me. It says in verse, it's verse 6, it says, As you have therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Rooted. I love this, because this is what I pray for you every day. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. What's it mean to be established? You ain't going nowhere. Your faith isn't going anywhere, Zach. What's your faith in, really? What is your faith in, Lauren? What's your faith really in? Hi, Ruth. How are you? I'm praying for you every day. I pray for you guys every day. It's so good to see your faces. I know I'm stopping. I don't care. I love you. You know what? He loves you so much more. He loves you. He wants to see your face more. He wants you to see him. No one can see the face of God and live. But then God has revealed himself to us in his son. He's the express image of the invisible God. I may not have seen his face, but I sure know him. And I can't wait to see his face, Brother Dave. When I see him, it says, we shall know him because we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And when you see him, you're going to be like Isaiah. He's going to be seated high and lifted up on the throne. There is no one else to see. God is the invisible God, the Father. And he has revealed and given his son, that fleshly little baby, all power and glory, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him because God is in him. Do you understand that? And now he is in me. And I hope he's in you. Look what it says. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, 
abounding therein with thanksgiving. And then he says, beware lest any man spoil you. That means rob you, rip you off through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world. That means just the way the world goes and thinks. And not after Christ. Because Christ is God. For in Him, pay attention. In Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. Where? Bodily. Where? Bodily. Where? In a body. Let me hear you say it. In a body. His flesh. He dwells in me. And He is the fullness of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. The fullness of God. Why would I be shaky? Why would I not be established in that? Why wouldn't my faith increase in that? Right, Christian? Well, I, I, that should make me stronger, Christian. Stronger, stronger. Faith, faith, faith. Not weaker. If, you don't, if this doesn't give you increase in your knowledge of him, then I don't think you have him. I really don't. And I'm worried about you, as Apostle Paul said. It tells us this. Look what it says. Verse 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. And look what he tells us. And you're complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You're complete in him. Amen. Who am I complete in, Tony? Jesus Christ. Who am I complete in? Jesus Christ. Who's Jesus Christ? He's the very God of all creation. There is no other. He is God. He is God. See, don't let the devil try to, with philosophy and vain deceit and traditions of men, get you on a shaky ground. I'm on solid rock, baby. I am not, my faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. On solid rock I stand. He is the rock of all ages. Who is he? He's God. Hallelujah. Who is he? He's the almighty, holy creator. I know I'm pointing to a Christmas tree. I know I'm pointing to a Christmas tree, but just bear with me. He was born that night. I keep thinking under the tree. I don't know why. Present. In a manger. I didn't see it. But I know who he is. And I know what happened that night. And I can't believe that flesh was the flesh of God, the blood of God, the spirit of God, the mind of God. He was God. And he went and he lived among us and he was awesome. He raised the dead, walked on water. He fed thousands out of nothing. He cast out devils. He healed everybody. People with no arms, arms came out. People with no eyes, eyes appeared. He was the creator of all things. The wind obeyed him. The waves obeyed him. He's God, the very God of all God. You understand? There is no other. And then he went to the cross and in his flesh, he redeemed me. Because my flesh is now his flesh. My blood is now his blood. My spirit is now his spirit. He lives in me. He dwells in me. Man, if that doesn't give me knowledge, if that doesn't give me a hope, if that doesn't give me pep in my step, my pepper and my stepper is broken. Amen? Amen. I want you to, hey, we got some verses, Brian, I want you to put up for me. It says, Hearts comforted, knit together in love, riches of the full assurance of the understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery. This is the great mystery of who Jesus is, of God the Father and of Christ. The knowledge of God, of the baby's birth, should increase in our steadfastness in the faith of Christ. Who he is, rooted, built up in him, established in the faith, with great thanksgiving, amen? Jesus Christ is born. Emmanuel, God with us. 1 Timothy 3.16, one of the greatest verses in the Bible, says, and without controversy. There's no controversy. There's no argument. 
Great is the mystery of godliness. What is it? God was manifest in the flesh. That baby born was God. Do you understand the very God? He wasn't like God. He wasn't kind of as God. He wasn't even in all reality. He was the son of God, but he was the very God of God. Do you understand? And it says that what Lord happened, he was justified in the spirit seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, received up in the glory, preached unto the angels, because one day in his flesh, because of his flesh, our flesh, because of his blood, our blood. He's redeemed us. He saved us. He's going to present us to all the angels and powers in heaven and say that we, the church, his body. See, there is only one body. There's only one church. It's his body, his church. You understand that's how important the church is. It is so important. You need to make your minds up and understand what it is that God is doing here, what he's trying to do inside of us, what he's trying to do for this world, that we are the light of the world. If we can't have the light now in us, what good are we? If we don't have the light, you don't have the fire, and you don't have the passion, then you don't have the knowledge of God. Who He is. What He's done. Tells us in Galatians 4.19. I love this verse. It says, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed. You know what it reminds me of? Reminds me of the sower of the seed, Ken. Remember he said this word of God is the seed? That's Jesus. And some seed falls on wayside, hard ground, and the devil immediately picks it up. Some seed falls on stony ground, and it starts to grow up, but it has no root, and it withers and dies. Some seed falls on the stone, on the thorny ground, which the cares of this world choke it out, and they care more about money and riches and everything else, and it never produces fruit. But some seed falls on good ground, and it produces lots of fruit, amen? So what he's saying is, some of you have had that seed in you, but Christ isn't formed yet. He's not formed. Because whatever reason, you don't have enough faith to who he is. Whatever reason is, you don't really understand who he is. When you understand who, you are, who he is and who you got, man, that gets down deep then. It gets down deep into my, in, my crea- in my crawl, in my creation, in my soul, in my heart. I have God in me. I have God in me. I have God in me. God, the creator. What have I to fear? If God be for me, who could be against me? If God says I, I, he loves me, who can say he doesn't? If God says, I'm for you, I love you, and I'm coming back for you, who can say he's not? If God says, I'm giving you all wisdom and understanding and knowledge that you may know all things, I'll give you faith that you can move mountains, you can do anything. Uh, Through Christ, he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. We have God inside of us. Just like Jesus did. And Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew who he was. Do you know who you are? Better than this, do you know who He is? And that's the whole message of Christmas, is who, what child is this? What child is this that was born of Mary? Who is this? Tells us in Colossians 2, 8, 9, it says, For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Him, Jesus Christ, is the fullness of the Godhead in His body. And it says, you are complete in Him. That's why He can present us to all of heaven, all the angels, all the powers, all the principalities, how He can present us unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. And this is a great mystery. God in flesh, born in a stable, Lying in a manger. 
the full understanding of this great mystery of what was lying in that manger, who Jesus is, God in flesh and blood. What Christmas is all about. The mystery of Christmas. What happened that night? Why did all the angels show up shouting and proclaiming, He's here, He's here, He's here. Who? Who's here? Jesus of Nazareth. Who is He? The Lord. What's that mean? The Lord. The mystery of godliness. It's a mystery. You know what a mystery is? A mystery is something that you can hear but not know. A mystery is something that you've heard your whole life about the Christmas story and Jingle Bells and Santa Claus and all these things about Christmas has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the greatest mystery of the world. God was manifest in the flesh. Emmanuel, God was with us. And he's with you if you believe. If you can have faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. How dare anyone by philosophy, vain deceit and traditions be spoiled by saying, yes, Jesus Christ, but also I have to be Ed's getting baptized in a few minutes. That isn't saving him. He's already saved. He he is, as a man of God, standing up before everyone, confessing, I belong to Jesus. I was buried with him in baptism, and I'm risen with him to walk in a new life. Hallelujah. I am in him, and he is in me. You're not taking it from me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I love that man. I love that baby. I love this book. I love the church. I can't wait for him to come back. Hallelujah. Everything in God is good. Hallelujah. It's powerful. Amen. And I'll tell you, if you don't have enough knowledge of who that baby is, because when you are baptized, even Apostle Paul said to some of them, who are you baptized? And he said, in John's gospel, he said, no, you got to know who Jesus is. And then you got to put your faith in him and then be baptized in his name, in his name, because I know who he is. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a king. He's just not a man. He's the very God of all creation. All living things consist by Him, Anton. He's God. He's God. He's God, Emmanuel. And He's with us. And I want Him in me because He said, I'll let me in. He said, I knock and just stamp the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. And I will sup with him and you'll be mine. I'm telling you, man, Christmas is awesome. What happened on Christmas is awesome. In John 10, 30, where are we at? Oh, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. That's what he said. In John 14, 9, he said this, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me? Jesus said, Have I been so long with you? Talking to you, you know. And yet you don't know me? Have I been so long? Has Jesus been here? Christmas been here? Easter been here? Your Bible's been here? The stories have been here? And yet you don't know who he is. What did he say? He said, I lost connection. (laughs) I I don't know what sin somebody did back there, but he lost connection. There it goes. He says, and thou hast not known me, Philip? Just put your name there. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how then do you say, show us the Father? You see me, you see the Father. What do you doubt? Why would you doubt? 
Why would you have any kind of shakiness to put all your faith in Jesus Christ? Put all your heart in Jesus Christ. Put all your mind in Jesus Christ. Put all your energy in Jesus Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Hallelujah. All of it needs to be on Him. Stop being so shaky. Maybe He is. Maybe He's not. Seriously. You don't know Him. That Christmas present, that was, I know I'm prison tree. That Christmas present that God gave us lying in a manger? You don't know who he is. You don't know what you got. You don't know what God did for you. Next verse, in, which verse we have? John 14, 20? And at that day, you shall know that I am in my Father. And ye, you are in me. And I in you. What a powerful verse. At that day, you'll know that I am in my Father and that you are in me and I am in you. What do you have to worry about? What do you have to worry about? Sickness, life, death, not having enough money. What do you have to worry about? Problem is, what, what you should worry about is your faith in Jesus Christ. I worry about it. Paul worried about it. God worries about it. How come you don't worry about it? How come you don't worry about your faith? You care more about I don't have any money. You care more about my leg hurts. You care more about my cell phones broke. You care more about my car broke down. You care more about my little kids running around little brats. You care about every little thing there is. But he doesn't have the preeminence in your life. And it's been 2,000 years. What's it going to take? Where's your faith? In Him. All your faith. Are you ready to finally submit to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Alpha and the Omega of your life? The very God of all creation. Are you ready to submit to Him? Because if not, you're just playing a game. You know what the Bible says? God says, I know those who love me. I know them. What did he say in John 7, 21, 23? I never knew you. Depart from me. Because you play games, you're a wimp, you're a phony, you're a liar, you're deceived, you're afraid, whatever it is. Because there's no excuse not to put your faith and trust in the King, in the Lord, in the Creator, in God. One last verse. Turn with me first to 1 John. I want you to read it and we're done. First John chapter 5. Verse 20. He's probably going to put it up. Oh, it's already up. You're cheating. I want you to read it. It says, and we know. We know that the Son of God has come. And has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. That we may know. Blessed assurance, Jesus might be mine. Blessed assurance, I think I have Him. You either have them or you don't. You either believe or you don't. 
That's what faith is, people. Don't tell me you have faith and you're rocky and shaky of who Jesus Christ is. Spiritual understanding is here right now. The only thing stopping you from believing is you. It tells us in Colossians 1, 9-13 where we read, he said that we may walk worthy of the Lord. How do we do that? Increasing in the knowledge of God will make us walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father. I love this word. Steadfast in the faith, rooted, grounded, established in Christ our God. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of light. I hope and pray that this Christmas you can make him the preeminence and realize what happened that night. Christmas Eve night, man. What God did for this world. God so loved the world, Joe, that he gave us his own son. That whosoever, you mean even me? Even you. Whosoever believes in him, believes in him, shall have eternal life. And that life is in his son. Jesus Christ came to give life unto men. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. With every head bowed right now and every eye closed, this is the time, your time. This is for you and you alone to submit your soul, mind, body, strength to the Lord Jesus Christ. No religion, no churches in that shape, not this church and not me, but to him and him alone. That Jesus Christ would have the preeminence in your life. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Will you bow before the Lord right now? This altar is open if you want to come and bow before your king. As the wise men came and they bowed before the baby and they offered gold, frankincense and myrrh. What will you offer the Lord? Are you willing to get out of your seats? Are you willing to get out of your homes? What are you willing to do for that child is God and he is born for you and for me and for my children. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. God of glory, God of love. Brother Ed, if you can come on up. And Anton, I know you're praying. Please take him, get him ready. The altars are open, bow before the King of Kings in the presence of God's throne and God Almighty and cry out to Him and say, Lord Jesus, save me, a sinner. I need You, Lord. I need You. You are God and there's no other way for me to be saved. There's no other way for me to be clean. There's no other way for me to have You dwell in me than through the cross of your suffering, through the sacrifice of your death on that cross that paid for my sin. And you were buried for three days and three nights. But Lord God, because you're God, you rose again. And you are alive and your spirit is here and I feel the presence of God. If you felt the spirit today in the message, if God has spoke to you anyway, raise your hand up. Raise your hand up if God has spoke to you in any way. All over the room, put your hands down. For those that God has spoke to, answer the call and say, Jesus, come in. Live and dwell in me. I will be your temple. I will be your house. 
Make me your body. Make me your home. Live in me, Jesus. I submit to your authority. I submit to you as our God and King. You alone, Lord, are God. And what you did on that that cross shows me how much you love me. And I trust you. Can you say that, church? Say, Jesus, I trust you. I give you my heart, my soul, my strength, my mind. It's all yours. Do with it as it pleases you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for that night. That glorious night in Bethlehem. With Joseph and Mary. And there's no room for Jesus. I pray there'd be room in our hearts. That you would have the preeminence this Christmas. That the children would know it's about you. That we would know it's all about you. That we would honor you. And praise you and glorify you the name of Jesus on Christmas morning. And Christmas Eve, we would worship and praise and thank you. Lord, I thank you for the Bible, this book, that shows me everything. Would you please implant it in my heart, in our hearts. Let us know the word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing, Brian. Joy to